and we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Greg? Not much. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Okay, good. Uh, joining us as always, or at least sometimes always, it's just been rare lately, but we have him here all the time, the former and former Imran Khan. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Oh, hello. How are you? Yeah. Being in theme for this episode of Gamescast. Exactly. Exactly. And then, making the rare, uh, he's actually on the show, hosting the show, part of the show, The Glue, Kevin Coella. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? Good. Very excited to talk about this show, this game. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because of this game. It's the, the How, wait, What time did you go to bed last night playing this game? 5.30. Nobody tell Paula. She doesn't know. It's 5.30 in the morning. That's yeah, not, yeah, what the time did you get oh, up? Man. I'm going to get you up and ask you oh, if you're like all ready. Oh, 8 a.m. I believe the cat Oof, went off. Yeah, so I'm sleep, yeah, I'm tired. It's been a long one. I understand one. that. I understand that. Yeah, of course, ladies and gentlemen. We wasted all of our time, but everyone's acting like it was that's cool. That's a different story. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, ghost of the Ghost of Tsushima review embargo is up. <laughs> this episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast is your spoiler-free Ghost of Tsushima review. Again, spoiler-free. That's happening. We'll get into it here in one second. But if you do want to bounce out and just hear nothing about it, that's fine. Kevin, you got to stop drinking ice out of ice thing if you're going to be on mic. <laughs> Sounds like you got very a loud. glass full of marbles over there. <laughs> I can tell you everyone's <laughs> mad at that. And Please oh, dump it out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, we come together to talk about all the things we love in video games. If you love that, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can get the show early. You can get it ad-free. You can watch it usually live as we record it. Of course, not this week because of review embargoes. Uh, you can get it with the exclusive post show we do. And oh, so much more on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. No matter how you get the show, thank you for your support. Consider going to Patreon. If you can't, though, it's no big deal. You can get the show for free. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week. Uh, you will get ads. You will not get that post show. You won't be able to write in. It's a sad state of affairs. So if you have the means, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Um, worth talking to you for housekeeping. This is just the start of our Ghost of Tsushima coverage. Of course, uh, today, this is Tuesday for you probably, that this review is popped 7 a.m. You're watching, you're listening, you're seeing around the internet, everyone's reviews go live. Uh, this afternoon, Tuesday, we are recording PSI Love You XOXO on a special uh, day and time. The idea there is that it will be Blessing and I answering your Ghost of Tsushima questions. So write in with your spoiler-free questions. We will do our best to answer those. You can get that episode of PSI Love You XOXO Wednesday morning, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, podcast. Uh, Podcast services around the globe and then if that wasn't enough we are trying this week to get our spoiler cast recorded both with all of us talking about the story i should say this week uh, we're getting it recorded as soon as we can that, that's a better way to put it with all of us and sucker punch actually being here that is still tbd on the date and who will be through and all that jazz but a spoiler cast is coming so patreon.com slash kind of funny games with your questions about that concerns about that once you've played it once you've been a part of it that kind of thing or if you have spoiler questions ahead of time you'd want to know um thank you to our patreon producers james hastings Sam West Gaming, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Delaney Twinning, Jeffrey P. Long, Jesus Barrio, aka Bent Fork PR, Skin Tight Salmon, Game Jumper X, and Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo. Today we're brought to you by our sponsors, Honey Quip and Sun Soil. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let us finally review Ghost of Tsushima, the latest from Sucker Punch. Blessing. Adio. Greg, real quick. Do we have to say FTC be cool? 
Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, Kevin, we probably do. I have one right now that's going, but it says uh, Last of Us Part 2. Oh, well. That, remember, like everybody. It's close enough. Because of, the, because of the influencer bucket PlayStation put <laughs> in, we have to tell you that this game was provided by PlayStation. We didn't steal it off of a PlayStation truck or break into Sucker Punch and took it. They sent it to us for review. But we would have. We had the means. We want, though. Um, blessing Eddie Oye Jr., yes. what do you think of Ghost of Tsushima? I think this game is awesome. I really, 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 really liked uh, playing this game. I, I I think as a follow-up to Infamous, um, you know, I think this game succeeds so well. I like this better than Infamous. I like this. Uh, this I think the main issue this game is going to have coming out of the gate is that it's coming out after it's coming out after Last of Us Part 2, which I think is going to be a huge struggle for it because right. upon my first hours playing this game, I did not like it. I thought the game was going to be bad, and uh, you know that came from just things like presentation and uh, facial animations and the way the game controls and all these different things. And coming off fresh off the Last of Us Part Two really tainted that opening experience for me. But sure. the more and more I played the game, and the further and further I got into it, I absolutely started to adore it and actually fall in love with it. Like I think overall, uh, it is such it is such a good game. It is an excellent, I think first installment into what will probably be a, a series oh you hope so right yeah yeah but, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head the way i've been describing it when i talk to you guys when i talk to jen when i talk to myself because i can't talk to anybody about this game the word i use is intoxicating i started ghost of tsushima was in a very similar place to you of it is such a gear shift from the last of us part two because what i mean when i say that is not to take a shot at sucker punch or anything else these last of us and ghost are out to accomplish two very different things whereas for everything you've heard of the discussion and well the art of the last of us and the narrative and blah blah blah, blah, blah and that's all true right ghost of tsushima is a capital v capital g video game like it is like hit r2 to do this <laughs> here are all these points do this like you're in a game we're making it very clear and there's all this shit to unlock and run around and go do and to the point it's a giant open world uh, rpg right so i was the same thing if i started it up and like i'm in there i'm like whoa the, this presentation of this conversation is different and whoa this isn't how i oh man it's the but the more i played the more I couldn't stop playing to the point that like, I think we all have a very similar story, right? Kevin's five 30, but I was up till 1230 last night. Cause I'm so close to the platinum on this, just chipping away. I wanted to play more. I do. I want to binge this game, but at the same time, have it go on forever. Uh, Imran, what do you think? So it's interesting. You guys say that. Cause by the, when I first started playing this game, I did not play the last of us too, just for various reasons. I was out of town. Like I didn't get the game until we actually got the code for this. Sure. So I started playing this full review and I was I'm not going to say blown away because I feel like this game has kind of actually a kind of slow start. But as it kept going, I started realizing, okay, so this is, they're clearly influenced by Assassin's Creed 2 here. They're clearly influenced by The Witcher 3 here. Like, mm. this is the part where they were like, oh, Breath of the Wild and Horizon are out. We need to step our game up a little bit for this stuff. And then, like, I started realizing all this, all this stuff is like, Ghost of Tsushima is a combination of a lot of my favorite games. Yeah. And I think it pulls off that combination extremely well. And I think as momentum starts rolling with that game, like there's it's ebbs and flows a little bit, but it just keeps getting better and better in a lot of ways. And I ended up actually like, this is, I think in all my years of reviewing and covering games, this is the first time I've gotten all the achievements slash trophies slash whatever of a game before it has come out. That is so like, I, I platinum this game just like, cause I, I like just enjoy playing it so much. It is yeah. a fun game to just like have on and do a thing. And those things can roll and roll and roll until you're snowballing to 5.30 a.m. playing the game. Sure. I think that's, again, the 
power of it. They give you, you know, the island of Tsushima, right? And it is something that I wanted to explore in that awesome open world gameplay sense always of, cool, I'm going over there to do that mission. And then you'd head off that way and it's like, well, these two question marks are along the way. You'd hit those up. Well, it got me into this fight. Well, that person just told me an interesting story that I saved from the Mongols. Now I'm going to go and like, sure, sure as shit, you know, three hours later, you haven't done the first quest you were trying to do for that day. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, actually, Coelho, actually, what are your thoughts? Uh, Excuse me, blessing? Excuse me, I blessing. apologize. I understand Kevin talk. Tim Gettys in here, wheeling and dealing, letting anybody talk when they want. I will keep this show <laughs> on task, or I will time you out. Kevin Coelho, what did you think of Ghost? Uh, so I think, what, like, maybe earlier this week, maybe Thursday, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to finish this game by the time we do this. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't rush through it. And it's like, yeah, I'm trying to just do everything because I yeah. enjoy everything about it so much um i it's it's funny uh, i was talking to blessing uh when he had, we had first started maybe it was like the third day that we had it and uh he was like yeah i don't know if i like the 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 way it hand like combat. You know, combat yeah and i was like dude just wait until you open up the other stances because yeah. moving around those pieces and like looking at the person that's coming to you and being like oh He's got a spear. Switch to this stance. Uh, you know, it, it feels so dynamic. It's so well well made, and I just I love this game. Yeah, yeah. I think Kevin stumbles on something interesting there. Uh, you know, when they showed the presentation, their state of play for Ghost of Tsushima, and they showed the multiple stances. Right, so you have different stances you're supposed to use for different enemies. Right, so you, you see a guy with a shield. Switch to the shield stance. Swords, short, sword stance, spear. You get the idea. Brute. Uh, I remember seeing that and kind of going, Ugh, I kind of hate that kind of stuff in games where I just want to have a cool stance and a cool thing and go do it. Right. And I always go back to Odyssey, a game you and I both really adore Kevin. And, you know, for that, I built, I made, I got Cassandra, her daggers. Eventually I got the poison damage up on that. That's what I do. I fight everybody. I roll to their back. I stab them a bunch and I win and I keep on moving and combat in my 130 hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey hasn't been tough outside of boss battles, right? in probably 90 hours. <laughs> and, for Ghost, when we got going with this and you got into it and it became a sense of timing and understanding windows and if you wait the last second to block, you open them up for a counterattack and leveling those up and using the stances. And then I was shocked by how that dynamic of gameplay kept me engaged all the way through and has kept it to even today as I'm still chipping away at the platinum, just a few trophies away. By the time you see this, I should have a platinum knock on wood unless there's any glitches. Uh I am still challenged every game, every fight. I still have to be on my toes. I still have to think it through. And granted, some people die in one hit versus some people dying in, you know, later on a million other hits, depending on what area you're in. I found it to be so good and so engaging and so dynamic. I just can't get over it. Imran, did you have that too? I mean, yeah. So I really liked it first that this game has, I don't want to say like realistic samurai combat because like that's not a thing. But like it at first I was just like, okay, it's cool that swords are clean together, that like this game is very parry heavy, but it like the windows are big enough that if you're not parrying perfectly, it's still fine. Yeah. But like the difficulty pacing of this game is all over the place in some way. And keep in mind, when I say all this, like keep in mind I am somebody who liked this game enough to platinum it, but I'm also a believer that if you platinum a game, you see all the flaws in it as sure. well. Sure. So the difficulty pacing is it starts off with like, okay, I'm getting this. Then it starts out, gets started a little easier then way easy. Then it just gets like fucking insane in terms of difficulty. And that's where I really like started really liking the combat yeah. of 
okay, I can't just rest on my laurels anymore. I can't just walk up to a place and stand off and be like, hey, what's up, bitch? Fight me. It's always, I have to start actually like combining the ghost stuff with the samurai stuff and actually really work hard to win a combat scenario. And that's where I think the game really shines of pushing you to that edge and making you fight back. Yeah. I think, you know, similar to Kevin, right? And I think all of us, like, the way I started playing it was very much the way I would want to play it if I was playing it at release. And it was that I'm not moving, you know, it's, it's three acts and they're pretty clear where their divides are and stuff. And I was like, I'm not leaving act one, the first part of this Island till I've done everything till I've cleared every bandit camp till I've gotten every question mark. till I've done everything. And I did that. But to your point, Imran, by the end of it, I was just destroying people. And that's, you know, a third of the game. And I was like, oh man, like, is this about to go the Assassin's Creed Odyssey route where I'm not going to be challenged again? And immediately in area two, you start fighting straw hat people and they were owning me. <laughs> they were just working me because it wasn't the same anymore. Like, fuck. I feel like with this, with one of these things the, the game does in that moment when you go from the first act to the second act and suddenly the map gets bigger, it like fucks up all the farmsteads. So now you have to go back to that first island and even if you're you've fin or you know the first part of the island even if you yeah, no. maxed yourself out which I had I had done everything and then I had left then I was like all right I'm going to go back now they changed the dynamics where it's like oh suddenly you have to kill these people but you have to be careful about it because they have a hostage oh, and they'll yeah. kill the hostage yeah. that was such a cool thing for them to add and like when I was like I'm totally done with this first chunk of the island i'm i'm not gonna go there I, oh i have to go back and it's a challenge and it's like now it's teaching me to play in a different way where it's like i really have to sneak around here i can't mess around because like these people will get killed yeah. so cool blessing how i i know i cut you off earlier and i'm sorry about that it's just you know <laughs> i have a problem with oh I'll, I'll find it in my heart to forgive okay, you okay. where do you chime in on all this no, I, I think what you guys are saying uh, is spot on. I think for me, combat was a thing that toward the beginning of the game, I did not like, um, especially. I, the, this game doesn't have a lock-on, and I still don't understand why it doesn't have a lock-on. I think that is, I think it's honestly an, an egregious oversight to not have a lock-on in this game. Um, because it seems, it seems to me like it wants to have some sort of a halfway point between almost being like Batman slash Shadow of Mordor combat, but mm -hmm. also kind of being like jedi fallen order or like bloodborne combat in terms of you know you you are you're being methodical in terms of you know when you parry when you dodge and all this all this different stuff but at the same time you you are fighting groups of enemies that are kind of attacking you at the same time and so you want to have that freedom i i think the way they they make it work with the different stances and all of the the mechanics that they they throw into combat so like the different weapons the different quick quick fires uh, quick fire stuff and then the arrows and all all the different stuff they give you in your arsenal i think makes combat really fun for the most part but at the same time kind of dampened it a little bit um as far as it not being at, it not going all the way um into one side or the other like i wish they really actually did go the the bloodborne route and made it more of a hey like this game is really difficult because that's one thing they said leading up to the game was that this game was hard this game i don't think is that hard i think yeah. for the most part like I was able to 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 get by until I got to the really hard sections of the game, but but like even 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 the even the tough battles weren't that hard. Like I feel like some of the Ronin battles, the the duels. There was one I think duel of like falling leaves or something like that that I was like, oh, I had to do it like three times. Or I was like, oh, this this is a tougher one. But like that that's my thing thing though is like I there were some fights I had to do three or four times, but. 
I don't know. I kind of, I kind of would have, would have liked them to up the ante in that bit. It made it more like a, hey, no, this is hardcore. Like you are going to have some samurai fights where you're replaying six or seven times before you're able to figure it out. Um, Th- this game so, had like, different modes, right? Like, like different difficulty options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different difficulties. Did anyone play at like whatever higher than normal is? I bumped it up post game, I think, and it was not like it didn't seem that much more difficult. But honestly, like. By that point, I was already really good at the game, so yeah, it was difficult yeah. to tell. But, like, honestly, the foundation of this game is not dissimilar from Sekiro. And, like, mm-hmm. in terms of parries and blocking and, like, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that, honestly, if you've played Sekiro and you're decent at that game, you're probably going to wipe through this game pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, for the little bit of Sekiro that I played, I think that's that's kind of the connection I was making in my mind as I, as I started playing it to where I was, like, all right, this seems like a more freeform kind of Sekiro kind of thing where you are pairing, you are dodging, but there's way more of an open window for you for you to get that stuff off successfully, mm. which is cool because it makes this feel like more of an, I guess, open world action game as opposed to like this hardcore, um, I guess, linear action game. That said, the thing that I like about this game the most is is kind of what you guys alluded to earlier too, what, uh, which is the open world stuff and how, I think it was everyone that was actually saying this, how it's a combination of, uh so many good open world elements that you mm-hmm. see from games like breath of the wild and um um uh assassin's creed and others um i i think that stuff was done fantastically i i think the style of this game is where this game shines so well like the 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 checkpoint system or the waypoint system where it is guided by wind i mm-hmm. think it's such a cool visual touch uh, having birds fly, being able to follow birds or follow foxes uh, in order to find uh, new discoverable stuff, I think is such a cool touch. Stuff like that is, I think, where this game really shines. And that was something that I think I w- was amazed by the end of it, right? Because again, and I, this is an unfair, it's interesting. I'm going to be interested to see uh, when Review Embargo is up and we get to read reviews and watch them more like we're giving you the quote unquote objective review of a game, right? if that comes up the last of us comparison or if that is i think it'll be more regulated to this kind of discussion we're all having right of like what's happening mm-hmm. in games in that moment on a podcast but it, i found it so crazy that it, to start the game and be like oof like this definitely isn't the last of us right they the, the animation doesn't move this his swords c- clipping through the back of his uh, cape or whatever like oh uh, you know what i mean kind of stuff to get to the end and feel like this game is beautiful and it's not i don't th- it's not mm-hmm. beautiful in the way that i think I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, uh, you know, Lady Masako's uh, face in this cutscene, yada, yada, yada. It's going to be the fact that this game has style throughout. Like, it's yes. clear that there was a style board put up, and they're like, this is what we're going to nail. And that doesn't mean it's going to be photorealistic cloth fabric moving in the way. Like, like, and there is that for, like, his cape and stuff like that. But, like, the fox. The fox never looks great, right? <laughs> you know, <always laughs> running the fox and always kind of looks like it's, like, flo- not floating, but it's never on the texture it's on. But, like that fucking world and riding through those fields and smoke and the different, you know, for the different acts, the different environments, biomes you're in for those things. Like to finish that game up, you know, I think a shoe tweeted something about it. It's like the most beautifulest game he's played or whatever. It was like, I got to the, where I am right now and I still sit there and marvel at it and photo mode it and do all the shit. Cause it's like, yeah, this is the fucking style you went for. Mm. I took yeah, so I, many photos of that game. Like I honestly, yeah. I probably have like 20, 25. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put them up when the embargoes are all done. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy Dang. that the game does that and has and gets its hooks in you that way. I'm sorry, bless this you. is the most I've, I've used photo mode in a game. Like it is, it is absolutely stunning, and not even in the way to what you're saying, not in the way that it's graphically insane by any means. But yeah, it does seem like they had a really good 
direction in terms of what they wanted the style of this game to be, and they they really stuck to it. I, uh, I, I feel like you guys are discounting the technical pro- like the HDR in that game is honestly really yeah. amazing, like a very Gorgeous. technically proficient yeah. HDR. Mm. I mean, I'm playing on my base PS4 on a 1080p TV, and so <laughs> I'm not really well, like, experiencing that full. Bless, you're missing out. It looks beautiful, yeah. and like, like there, I, there's parts of the open world that I think look better than Horizons, for sure. I agree yeah, with that. The, no, the, totally. I feel like the first moment, like it, it, when you start the game, uh, I think you do a little piece, and then at some point you ride through a field and like, yeah, music really, plays, uh, really cool. card section, yeah, 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 and it's like that moment was like, oh my god this looks gorgeous this is so cool like it you know it gave me i that's when i switched over to that black and white mode and let that oh. play for a minute and i was oh. like whoa Curacao this is mode. cool yeah curacao mode um i switched back though i need my colors you know <laughs> i mean that's one thing i feel like the game peaked a little early in terms of environmental biomes because like the first area i think looks amazing it has all these colors popping all the time mm-hmm. a lot of different places that and like after that it's like Swampland and then burn, snow. a lot of burn stuff in Act Two. Yeah, I, it's I like, found... that looks great. Like it may, probably makes sense for what actually Sushima is, but it's not like as interesting to look at. I found myself constantly using my little uh, I don't know what flute that he has to like make yeah. it sunny, yeah. so that like I could enjoy the environments more. Just constantly because like it'd be mm. randomly cloudy, overcast, rainy, and mm. I'd just be like, and it would just clear it up and like. I like to go on peaks and kind of look around and be like, all right, there is like a, you know, the, the plume of smoke that comes from Mm -hmm. a hot spring. Yeah. And like, that's one of the things I wanted to do when I initially like would uh, survey areas and stuff is like find little hot springs, go and and max out my life. Sure. In that vein, I want to say the cinematography of this game, which is not a thing you talk about with games all that often is great. Like, there's these like they've clearly watched a lot of Japanese cinema and a lot of samurai stuff like Lone Wolf and Cobb, Satoichi, and stuff like that. They've structured the game around that to make it feel like a samurai TV show. Where I don't know how many samurai TV shows you guys have watched, but it's a lot of samurai and goes into an area and the village has a problem and they solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And that's basically mm-hmm. every side quest of this game. Yeah, totally. and they all start with this. Uh, someone tells you the problem like bandits have killed my family, and then it'll like do a like a focus on a broken pot or something in the corner and then it'll flash the title of like bandits have killed my family and then you actually like go do the thing and then it ends with that same title and that's like dead on for what they're trying to emulate totally and yeah it's it's clear they had somebody with a cinematographic cinematography eye for this game because it all it works a shockingly well way it's it's crazy how many times I've seen the the dual animation start where Ugh. one person's standing there, one person's standing there, and yeah, I'm tired of it. But it, <laughs> like it is also so cool, and like there is that moment before you flick yours where it's like, all right, let's do this, you know? Dude. Yeah. So obviously the combat is you know third person action. You're running around doing the stuff, fighting stuff. As we've alluded to, you have your sword. You have assassinations you can do, which is more of being the ghost versus being a samurai, which I do want to touch on here a little bit. You have abilities, yada yada yada. But yeah, then you get into these. We mentioned earlier. You probably saw them the state of play. The dual things where it is a one on one. The camera is different, and it's what Kevin's saying is they get set up, and every fucking time they cut to Jin, and he just does that little knock with his fucking thumb i'm like here we fucking go it's like i got this like great sound to it and then you're into this one-on-one boss fight you know in quotes with their health their giant health bar and their giant block bar and you go through and talk to them and fight and it's so fucking cool it never gets old i loved that 
and they have like ridiculously good music. Like there's one mission where like you're being kind of harassed by someone who's warning you about taking a weapon because like it's cursed. And then mm-hmm. it ends in this like red flower field, and the guy's like oh dressed God. like a tengu, and you're not sure what it, exactly he is. And honestly, they don't even answer it. But like you duel with him, and they play this like old classic Japanese samurai horns throughout like the the fight. It's like oh, that this is perfect. Like I said before, they they clearly spent thousands of hours watching old TV shows and movies to nail this particular feel. 100%. So one of the things that we haven't talked on that I want to bring up is the story itself, right? We're spending so much time in this game, and that's a great question too, I guess. So for uh, Imran, myself, and Blessing have all rolled credits on it. Uh, Imran's platinumed it. Blessing, what's your? are you trying to platinum it? You, you moved on to other stuff? Uh, I'm still playing it. I kind of want to platinum it, but I, I don't know if I'm going to make that make it that far. Like I'm starting sure. to get to the point where I'm kind of getting uh, disinterested in how repetitive it can get with with just doing side quests because sure. a lot yeah, of it yeah. is go over it's here all the same setup, people. right? Yeah, exactly. 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 Uh, I'm right there on it. Kevin just started Act Three, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but has played so much that you're already the Ghost of Tsushima, which is like their, <laughs> their leveling thing. You get different titles as you go, with obviously Ghost of Tsushima being the last one. Kevin has that as he enters the final third of the game. So yeah, he's been busy too. Uh, hours wise, you know, I God, I can't even think about how many hours I've put into this. Imran, what is what's your platinum guess on it? Right, I want to say by, like by go. my count, I want to say like forty eight, maybe fifty hours. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing is, I feel like I've been playing it whenever I have the time since got since we finished the Iron Man VR review, and so I've been all in it. And what I'm surprised about is how much Jin's story has resonated with me. So, mm-hmm. like in the beginning, jumping in, it was that thing of I started it, then I switched it. I you started in English, I switched it over to Japanese voice track, I switched it back to English, I put it into uh, Kurosawa uh, that filter yeah. or whatever. I was like, hmm, I don't know, and eventually ended up back in. Uh, just default English in uh, color and playing through. It's this interesting thing of, you know, Jin being, uh, you know, his, his uncle is in charge of the, the island. He's, you know, this nephew that lives with him and for all intents and purposes is his son. And he, he his journey, this giant samurai battle Mongols are invading. Right. And then all that, all the stuff happens that we won't get into. And then, you know, you're there and you have to try to get the Mongols out of your uh, island or off your island and stuff. And you go through that. And I, was really shocked number one by how much i like Jin, uh how much the story worked with me and how the beats they seeded in there reflected my own because one of the things of starting it right and getting into the game uh Jin pretty much from the moment you take control of him is taught like listen like the rules have changed like if you want to survive in this new world with these guys invading you have to do something like you have to you have to do basically ghost tactics assassination tactics you know strike Mm -hmm. from the shadows and he's a man who was raised by his uncle right to believe in honor and like their honor is what it's all about with the samurai we should confront them head on and fight and she and one of the the person who you know is like teaching you all this is like nah, that's really not the way it's going to work so Jin has this conflict inside him of like am i a samurai or am i an assassin is this the right thing and I, as a player, meeting him for the first time, r- really role played that without trying. Of like, well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, you know, you can walk into areas and hit up on the D pad for a standoff, which is where you challenge people. You've seen it probably in the state of play. They come at you. You wait for the right moment. You hit them, and then as you level it up, you can, you know, go after more people. But you start by eliminating a few if you're good. I did that for so long, and then when I was pushed back or when i did have to you know i I, i'd think about assassinating or using a ghost weapon like a bomb or a blow dart or something like that it was this thing like ah this doesn't feel right and i feel like so many games 
put those questions on the table but never address them again like giving you this like oh well you could do anything and then you just do whatever you want and nobody cares in the game it kept coming up and by the time that there was like an actual decision or there was like a story moment right where like spoilers for the title of the game he's like i'm the ghost of tsushima right like this is what my people need and as soon as that happened i was like gloves are off and i didn't feel bad using assassinations anymore and it was like oh this is fucking dope and it matched my own journey in it which i thought was crazy i mean like mechanically they actually reinforce that through the story because like beginning early on you are you have more samurai tools available to you because Jin is a trained samurai. Of course, yeah. he knows how to be a samurai better. But also, what you're doing most of the early game is fighting uh, captains and bosses. And they, by doing that, you end up powering up stances. So those are more samurai things. So it makes sense. Like, oh, Jin is actually like, he's for honor as a main concept. Yeah. And like, as you... As the story starts taking the turn that you become more of the ghost, that's when the ghost stuff starts becoming more powerful. And you are, by virtue of the fact that you did all the samurai stuff before, putting more points into ghost things as the game starts closing out. So it's a very interesting way in which they did that of they didn't leave it to you. This like they left it to you to decide, but they knew what you would decide because you wanted to be more powerful early on. Sure. Blessing, uh... what did you think of this, this story? I, I like the story for the most part. I will say that I didn't necessarily love Jin as a character. Like a lot of the time I actually found him kind of boring in vanilla. Um mm. like I didn't I I feel like there's so many other characters that just had way more personality than him. Like especially like all the characters that you meet and become close with in the game. because uh, mm. there are there are things there are like quest lines in the game that are almost analogous to like social links in Persona, which I thought were really cool. Um but like with all with all those relationships I found all those characters to be more interesting than Jin. Like Jin's whole thing is his struggle with being a samurai, but also having to uh, protect the the island of Tsushima and like you know regain it and do all this stuff. And through that, he basically become like you see you see him slowly almost turn into Batman, which is cool. Like dude, one hundred percent. I was gonna. Yeah. I was. I knew we'd eventually get there. That like that, that. I think that's the reason the story resonates so much with me is that this is such a Batman story of like yeah, this is what I need to be for my people and like this, that, and the other, and the pain and the struggle and his, his friends. Go sorry, go. Yes, no, but like that's that's the exact thing about the story. I thought about the main story that I thought was super cool. Um, Jin, though, I feel like. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but like he didn't necessarily speak to me as a character as much as a lot of the other characters, like uh, Lady Mosco and like so many others that you meet Lady along the way. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's she's amazing. There's uh, yeah. Sensei Ishikawa. I liked a lot too. Who's the guy from Lost? <laughs> Wait, is he really? <laughs> yeah. He's when uh, when uh, yeah, he's from the, the Dharma Initiative scientist from Lost. I guess oh, like, okay, oh, well, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I remember really I, awesome. I had seen that. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, when Lucy started it, she came out like after a few hours, like. The guy from Lost is in this game. <laughs> they, did, like, long- they did a good job of casting Asian actors for Asian roles. And that was the thing I was checking on as like I started seeing new characters. Like, who did they have for this? And like, oh, right. They actually got a Chinese actor for the Mongols like, or for the Khan. And by the way, it's very weird seeing like kill the Khan frequently in this game. But like, <laughs> it, <laughs> they, they did a good job of this one. It was like, it was a place they could very easily have messed up. And there was a point actually early on, I was like, I was convinced Jin was Phil Lamar, but he wasn't. So that was good. But <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I it's one thing I want to throw there to their credit is like they did not shy away from actually finding Asian actors these roles. Yeah, they commit, and it's awesome, and it's great. And I think they all. I think that's the thing is to your point of the social links in in Jin. Like I think again, so so much of the making a protagonist in a game where you're with them all the time and you're not getting it, I think through the lens of a uncharted, a last of us, that kind of story, Spider-Man even right is 
giving you that area where your own thoughts are their thoughts and how does that shake out? And I think for me personally, that worked really well in the hot springs when you'd sit down, like, what do you want to reflect on? And you'd reflect mm-hmm. on it. And then like you, there's these haikus you write yourself right by, you go to the haiku spots, you look around and you know, these power you up, of course, but you also look around and you have three options for every one of the three lines of dialogue or, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the haiku. So you build that your way too. And I, I was always really feel like I was making them out of what was actually happening in Jen's life and picking the things in the hot springs that were questions I already had and going that way. All that said, his supporting cast is so strong in the way so that, good. like a Persona game, you, uh, we've talked about uh, Lady Mosca, right, who's out to avenge her uh, family who was killed by Mongols. I know that actress, but I, I haven't Googled to see who she is, but she's fantastic. I don't, uh, I know of her. I don't know her. You know what I mean? I've seen her and stuff. Yeah. She's great. Uh, Ishikawa is great. I even thought the warrior monk was awesome, and his, his quest oh, line I thought, yeah. had such a fucking powerful payoff to it. But like, even uh, Kenji, who's like this like slimy tricking the mongols out of their money always getting into shenanigans that almost get him and his friends killed like on paper that's usually the kind of character i'm like oh this guy fucking sucks and this one i was like yeah kenji what do you need <laughs> let's save the day for you let's go like they fucking crush it in a way that i just wasn't expecting on that level yeah i think for me like the 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 main issue i had with jen or not even issue like the the, the distance i have there is that i think later on the story goes to such great places in terms uh-huh. of Jin's relationship with the people around him and how that grows and how uh, his personal decisions become uh, greater and greater in a way that they reflect who he's going to be later on in the story and who he eventually becomes. Yeah. I I think I would have liked for his personality to kind of shine more in terms of uh, nailing down those, those decisions because like I understood the place he was coming from throughout the game. Like I would have made the same choices that he was given the, the given the situations that he was in, yeah. but at no point was I like, yeah, Jen, you're the guy to make these choices. Like, I, I like, I'm here with you. Like, I understand where you're at for who you are. Like, at, at no point did I feel like I really understood who he was necessarily, if that makes sense. Sure, sure. One Kevin. thing I'll, I'll go ahead. Kevin. No, no, please, Imran, go. No, one thing I'll note, and this is something that people are gonna probably roll their eyes at a little bit, but, and I'm sure a lot of very good Asian writers who are better than me are going to talk about it, like this upcoming week, but. The game is very nationalistic, like in a way that obviously taking after Japanese cinema, which is in its own way uh, extremely nationalistic. But this is a game about Jap- Japanese honorable samurai forcing out foreign invaders who are mostly savages and honestly mm-hmm. pure evil in almost every way and barely considered human. And it is a thing that as we got further in the game, I got increasingly uncomfortable with it. Like you can kind of lose yourself in it like even with like say uncharted or whatever they're all they all treat the the enemy force as like monolithic entities that are just bad and that's it it just was weird this time because it's an actual historical event of a Mm -hmm. thing that happened Mm -hmm. the mongols are just sort of obviously history has never been like they've not been a renaissance of intelligent thinkers necessarily but history was written by the winners and in this case this game kind of reinforced that idea of this is what how a Japanese cinema take on the Mongol invasion would be. And that's not always true in terms of what Japanese war has been like. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I had it. You're right. You, I mean, you totally lay out a case that I hadn't even thought about playing it. Right. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, there is no redeeming factor. <laughs> there yeah. is no, well, no, they were just doing it. Or, you know, here's some people that weren't complete fucking monsters. Like, no, they are that, all, they were really smart. That is something that I kind of caught on to. Right. Yeah, like the, the con is shown as a strategist, but the mm-hmm. rest of them are all like 
just kind of like evil like yeah. kill machines so, I mean, essentially like some, they're, some they're out here his, to drink and kill some of his generals are like hey man we learned the language we want to help you guys we want to get rid of this shogun and we want to bring you into you know our society right right and but then like yeah. you're kind of as junior like no i just want to fucking kill them all yeah and it's like yeah, yeah that's kind of weird so- yeah, I mean, I think in defense of the game, the game does seem to be coming from the perspective of Japanese cinema and wanting to really emulate yeah. that to the fullest. And so I think with that, you also bring in that factor because that was something I noticed too. Where I was like, I was kind of waiting to meet the good Mongol, and you kind of never do. <laughs> um, and like, you know, I, I, like, I get they're the villains, and so sure, like, I, I understood it from that aspect. But that was something that that did like kind of come out to me, or something that brought that um, I kind of thought of as I was playing. I mean, I like an analogy would be if a Japanese developer made a game about America fighting terrorists and you were just mowing them all down, like that would feel very weird to all of us here. But this one, just because it's like a little bit foreign, we kind of accept it. I mean, don't Call of Duty games do that? Don't like, uh, what, what's the... Yeah, they try to have it both ways on, the, on Call of Duty games, but yeah, I guess what you mean. Sure. Kevin, story-wise, you were in, did you believe in Jin? Uh, yeah, no, I really like the story. I mean, all right, well, I guess that's being a little generous. I thought the story is what, like, it was whatever. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, we need to get from point A to point B, and they got to get us there somehow. For me, it's like the, the mechanics of the gameplay that means so much. But that being said, I just had a story moment happen. Like, I did not expect to totally destroy me the way it did. I, mm, tear exactly, I know exactly what I you're know talking exactly about. what you're talking about. <laughs> Everyone knows exactly, exactly what we're talking about. I mean, do we do we want to talk about it? <laughs> no, 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 no. But Jen came out and started talking to me about like just normal life stuff, and I had to stop her and be like, "This just happened." She's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" <laughs> I was more broken up about it than I thought I'd be. I was like, "Okay, oh. that happened," and then I was like, continuing on in the game, like, "This fucking sucks." Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and they yeah. do such a great job of playing with that and like I, not just having that be something that happened and then you move on, like. I don't know how many hours I put into the game, but like 30 minutes ago, if you're like, hey, could something happen that would really uh, like emotionally affect you? I'd be like, no way, no way, not possible. (laughs) Well, I was wrong. (laughs) But so, yeah, I mean, but I still like going forward, like I don't really care what the ending is. I don't like, you know, it's I, I still feel like the story is a smaller element and it's very much like a cookie cutter like. Oh, the, there's the bad guy. He's real bad. Go kill him, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure on that yeah. front. I thought it was, I think it's more, the con is, yeah, you're just stereotypical. I'm the bad guy. Come after me. I'm the giant boss, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. And every, you know, he's always like uh, one step ahead of you kind of thing. Right. But for me, it was the ripples that happen around him that shake the relationships you're establishing and building or maybe that already existed that I thought were like, oh, fuck, this is an interesting dilemma. And where will this go? And like, I think the, you know, for me as somebody who, I always say, like, I'm a story horror, right? That's what attracts me to video games. I love being invested in those kind of worlds, right? It was, you know, I don't even know, midway through the review or whatever, where Jen and I were on the beach and we were walking and talking, and she was, like, literally talking about her entire day, and she was just like, so anyways, what's up with you? And I'm like, oh, well, I've been playing the game. What's happening? And I just, like, went off on where we were in the thing and what it meant, and, and I was talking the way I would talk about a, a TV show or movie or whatever that I just watched. of like, no, this crazy thing just happened, and it's actually raising interesting dilemmas in the relationship and where would you go and what would you do and i was like that's fucking really cool and i think getting lost in those moments and to you know imran's point earlier of having these things feel episodic helps out so much of going in and doing it and busting out and be done in the same way blessings talking about here at the end where i'm you know now down to my final five missions i need to do period 
last night just running them over and over and over and over and it you know it did become on some of these side quests i'm like looking at my phone like why are we met all right cool back at my phone you know what i mean like i got what was happening i think i was doing my i'm doing myself a, a detriment there but i did want to make sure i'd beaten it so i had prioritized finishing the story and then it was just clean up and stuff like that i messed up a lot of haikus because like so one of these things this game has is nothing skippable like no dialogue no scenes whatever so after you've seen like the 15th like dual opening like kevin mentioned earlier you're like okay yeah this is cool but i get it so with haikus you always sit down and like it starts a thing and it very slowly rolls out it's just like reflect on blank reflect on tragedy reflect on nature whatever I always messed up so many fucking haikus because I didn't see what the reflect on was. So I was like, because <laughs> I, I was looking at Twitter by that point because I was waiting for the scene to start to end. And yeah, that was. But wait, I mean, is there a right? Is there a right way to do the haikus? Because there's no just, right way. I just yeah. I just kind of did whatever. And yeah, I, mean, really, I, clicked, I, I always felt like I, like I was being super creative with mine because <laughs> like you basically the way it, it it goes is like you create three different lines. And I guess yeah. that is how you do haikus in general. But like, there's seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the yeah. first and last line. There's three intentional ones, like the three intentional haiku they want you to do, I think. And you want to try and match, like, personally, in my oh. mind, you want to try and match those up. It doesn't make a difference gameplay wise. But it was mm -hmm. always like, okay, I want to know what I'm reflecting on. Am I reflecting on weather? <laughs> Am I reflecting on, like, peace? And I just, I wish there was sure, a way sure, to sure. play I, that. With the haikus, I would just be like, click, click, click. <laughs> Dude, as I quick was, as possible. I was, I in was and like, out. I was being the most creative. I was putting, I was putting together some real poetry. I'm, like, I'm I was really never, myself. I'm never game. gonna wear a headband. Maybe the death headband because you didn't wear the headband. I'm, oh, I, I love the no, headband. man. I've got the big old headpiece. Oh, I never wear the headpiece. Of course, oh we're talking God, about gear. Little... In Ghost of yeah. Tsushima, you have gear piece. You have gear slots. So you have the headband, you have a face uh, mask or whatever, and then you have your, well, I guess there's more than that. Even but you have your body armor, let or whatever outfit you want to wear. Then there's color combinations for uh, the body armor. Then on top of that, you have your sword kits that have a whole bunch of flair to them your too. Your swords so. too. God. Oh God! Yeah, they, they did <laughs> such a good battles. job with the customization, like the actual physical appearance, co cosmetic yeah. customization in this game. Like I, I absolutely love the the different options available. So I wish they had loadouts because like, yes, me thank too. you, Imran. Oh, oh my yeah, God, like, that would make the game. Things add, yeah, yes. they have gameplay like changes. And yeah. I wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to be stealth, so I want to put on the Ronin outfit. I want to be a sniper but, yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, you have to like go through and like change all those things individually. It's like, oh, this is. Just, kind of a pain i don't want to look dumb so i don't want to I, have a samurai helmet on and a ronin outfit i know it sounds crazy but if they I, and i don't know what kind of post-release like quality of life patch stuff they have planned but that would be at the top of my list that i would want for people to have going forward is that i think since you can change your stance so easily on how you're going to fight just the same thing of hold a button to bring up a quad wheel that i can pick what it is because yeah i'm the oh same way God, of like yeah. Once I got the traveler's outfit that helped clear fog of war faster. By, by the way, too, the resources you're collecting in the world, you are then using to upgrade these things to make their effects better. Like I, when I got that, I was like, "Oh well, fuck yeah!" So every time I finished, every time I was on the horse, I'm in that. Then eventually, you get a, an armor that you know helps you with the standoff. You can go further and kill more people in standoff. So then it'd be like, "Oh, I'm getting challenged with standoff." Pause switch to that all right out of that then and I, I kept going this way oh now i'm in, now they've seen me now i'm in a, a thing i want the samurai armor that gives me more health and whatever and so yeah the fact that you couldn't just quick assign those was annoying until when I eventually i knew it would happen eventually but i was like all right fine now i'm just wearing this armor the rest yeah. of the way yeah. like there's so many cool armors that i just i never really used because totally. it was such a pain to just go and change that like there's an armor just for an arrow build and i would love yeah. to use that it just I would cool. have to know ahead of time I'm going to be in an arrow fight. But it would be so cool to be able to, like, 
I, I I wouldn't go as far as like needing to do it on my screen on the fly. I'm fine with pausing, but then having the ability to with one click of a button or you know like clicking one loadout that has like your weapon like your charms changed and oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. everything tied together where it's like I want oh, it God. to be exactly this where it's like yeah I want it to be an arrow guy right Build, yeah. so yeah. it'll have the the arrow close. And charms that'll increase by X amount, whatever. So if I can time out right here. So charms are things you're unlocking through missions and just story stuff that you then can equip that give you, yeah, you know, your arrows are doing more damage. Uh, this, you know, when you get, when you do take damage, you get uh, fast, you get more resolve, which are those yellow orbs that give you the special abilities that you are yeah. allowed to use the special abilities you've already done. They're like runes it, in like God of War. Exactly. Like and so like I built that out super early. I was doing everything. So I, you know, uh, you, I got it to where I had leveled it all the way up. And so, yeah, it was pretty much locked until for me the final fight where it was like oh like things are different here and i need to have a different build to get through this because the way i built this isn't even for how i'm playing right now mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah so much, that so, been much, huge. so much of this is why like i i said that this game is such a good first installment to a mm -hmm. series because there are there are so many little things that i can pick apart about this game but overall like i think what they have here is so special and so good yeah um like i overall really enjoyed my experience but yeah things like the the switching the armor on the fly would have helped so much or like things like little tweaks that they could have added to combat specifically lock on uh which i would absolutely i, I legit that like brought down the combat from being absolutely excellent to like just good for me was like See, I, didn't miss, lock I didn't miss the auto lock. i didn't miss lock on i would say for 99 percent of the time the only time i would is like when you go uh, you know you go into your ghost weapons some of them are throwable and i would throw like the sticky bomb and i'm like yeah clearly i want that guy and jin would throw it across the field throw throw it like, motherfucker all right well this is now a new way to do it it bothered me when rescuing hostages because like it, it says mm. which enemy is going after the hostage and i would like rush up to them and he would like attack a guy to the side it's like well guess yep. that hostage died because jin's yeah. a fucking idiot redo the whole goddamn <laughs> mission now because of that yeah i hear you i hear you and yeah i, I say mean, like oh, the games like controls are a little wacky especially at first because they use every damn button on that controller yep. and to the point where like they're even at the end of the game at the end of that 50 hours i was still hitting the touchpad to open the map even though it's pause <laughs> even though it's options because i would yep. still be like all right i'm gonna check out where i need to go and it was like crouch it's like wait yep. no not what i meant to do Oh, see, yeah, I feel like I, you'd bow at nobody. I, I I've got the muscle memory down where like I like switching through stuff. The problem I'm having is that I keep um, when you have the standoffs. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I go to press up, it always I think it might be my controller presses right too, so it'll oh. start the standoff and then go into photo mode. And it's like, all right, I didn't know <laughs> to do that. It's weird, too, because like, I don't know what's, what the criteria is to make that yes. show up. Yep. Yes. Uh, how many times did I ride into battle and I'm like, fucking standoff. And then they start yeah. filling in their meters that they see me. I'm like, no, no, I don't like you. Yeah, you stuff like that. I, I, so, like, as far as the controls go, I'm with Emron that I think they're, they use every single button and almost to, like, almost <laughs> too much. Where I'm, like, I'm not sure if I really need a bow button and a button to play my flute when, like, we're like when I press R two R two and L two, that brings up two different wheels for like things that can change on the fly. Like there's just way too much going on. Uh, one and slows you, down time and the other one doesn't, which and is the other really one confusing. doesn't. Oh, it's so frustrating. And I I, I get what they're, where they're, where they're going with it, and I think for the most part it works. But even now, where I'm 35 hours into playing or whatever, I'm still like, all right, I want to change my quick fire weapon. I think that's R two. Okay, yes, that is R two. Now I want to change from my arrow to something else. 
all right what button is okay that's l2 to aim and then i have to i guess use my d-pad or yeah. is it the button like there's D-pad, way too much and going on then on top of it you use the square or triangle to switch because you can explode <laughs> you know because <laughs> you can change your you can change your bow and then you can change the type of ammo that goes into your bow which is the type of depth but that it, i love it's like the, but the, it's so confusing the, the, ah, it's crazy they were trade. able to get all these like that is so much customization that you're doing on the fly and i was i found myself constantly switching what i was shooting uh what i was throwing what, like just constantly being in those menus moving around and the fact that like i was able to maneuver that made me feel so so cool like i was the ghost you know <laughs> dude no like those that's the thing of like again to this moment and for me personally and again maybe it's story maybe it's you know the own your own feet are the mind kind of thing but like to have gone on this journey with Jin and be where I am now, where literally it's just like seven dudes. And I'm like, I'm not going to hit any of you with normal things. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to go through and just take you all out before any, and like some people, they get, they get terrified by what you do. So they run away, they fall down. You can kill like, do you to go in there and just people? fucking be the ghost. The way people are talking that people think of you is so great. Do you chase when, those like, people down? Sometimes some, it depends what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But it have, uh, there is, uh, I didn't realize it was a trophy the first time I got it, though, where like <laughs> you go in, everybody's terrified, one dude runs away, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck you in particular. <laughs> you <shot him laughs> back with an arrow, and it's like, ding! I'm like, oh, fuck, awesome. One, one gripe that I had with the game that I think would be excited, I'm excited to see how they kind of expand on it in the future, is I think they do such good, such a good job of having that Breath of the Wild feel where you're you're in you're into the world. You are um like you're using the wind you're using the fox to like follow all this cool stuff and it feels very dynamic in terms of how you explore and how you really take in Tsushima yeah I at a certain point the game kind of does boil down to icons and boil down to all right there's a bunch of stuff on the map and right now as I'm as I've beaten the game and now I'm clearing through uh the different parts of the map I'm like going from bottom to top and it and it really is just like all right there's a bunch of question marks there's a bunch of like um, um, uh, settlements that I can free and a bunch of different stuff and I am just like waypointing them one at a time and just going through them and I'm going through the motions of the exact same activities over and over again I think like and it's a, it's a lot of work and so I understand why most games don't do it this way but I would have liked that Breath of the Wild feel of not knowing what's around the corner or like mm-hmm. not knowing uh, like see, seeing that there's a thing thing going on here but going to it and it not just being another fox den or it not Dude. just being another um settlement or it not just being another thing like another haiku like i would have liked more variance in terms of like the cool things you can discover or like things that are just like things that are one-time unique discoverable things you nail stuff it, right? like, that. like the amount there's like 40 some fox dens yes and it's yeah, like, there's so many all right i feel like we gotta cut this you know what i mean even if we didn't add another category i was like so fed up of following the fucking foxes by the time i finished <laughs> that part of it all yeah at one point does it change what like they give you yeah no. oh okay. so it powers them up it doesn't like it still charms but it will power, power up your existing charms instead of like giving you Slot. new slots yeah yeah, yeah. okay which sucked but like I was yeah, happy slots are great. I yeah. To other stuff and i was like now nah, it's just making it more powerful I was like all right, all right. All right. So, like, speaking of Breath of the Wild, I think, like, one of the things they tried to do with this game was they tried to open the structure up so you can do, like, let's say character quests. Like, they will pop up, like, three from the same person occasionally. But why would you ever do them out of order? And that was one of the things that confused me. It's like, okay, I'm not going to skip this one because obviously there's a linear story here. And I ended up with this weird thing where I was not doing one character's quest. And I ended up, like, being near his, like, 
like I didn't do six, but there were seven and eight somewhere else. So I ended up being near seven and eight without realizing it. And I like when I was there, he was being attacked mm-hmm. by Mongols, and I saved him. And we start talking in a cutscene after I saved him, and he starts referring to a character that I was supposed to find in six as dead. And I'm like, wait, what? I why did why did you allow this? At some point, somebody should have been like, no, we can't have these these missions pop until yeah, yeah, yeah. this one is done. Yeah, and I think that I was like a little that. They they allowed too much freedom there at the expense of the linear story they're trying to create, which makes me feel they those weren't made in concert together. Well, I, like there was there's a big story moment, or not even a big story moment, but there's like a point in the main story where I encountered Kenji, and I don't remember, I didn't remember meeting Kenji before that, and like I know he like had like one of the the social link quests that like we're talking about. And it was one of those things where I was like, all right, is this a continuity error? Like, am I supposed to know, like, am I supposed to know Kenji on this deep of a level yet? Um, so I found that stuff to be interesting and kind of weird and how that stuff kind of manif- manifested. Well, you know what's not weird, ladies and gentlemen? Our sponsor. Let's hear from him. This episode of the Kind of Funny Gamescast is brought to you by Honey. Uh, we all shop online a lot, but did you know? you can make online shopping even better with Honey. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard me talk about Honey before because a long time ago, Honey sponsored us. And Tim said, Greg, you have to install Honey. And I was like, what's Honey? And he said, basically, you go on your Google Chrome store. You you say you download Honey. It's a little plug-in you attach. And then right here, well, you're the camera there. But right here, underneath in my browser, I see the little Honey H. And what that is doing is that every time I check out online, it scans the internet for the best promo codes to put in there. So I can get, you know, free shipping. I can get 25% off. I can do all stuff. I bought a shirt from T Public the other day. A kind of funny best friend sent me on Twitter. Guess what? I don't even think about it, of course. As soon as I'm ready to check out, Honey just pops down. It's this little dancing coin. And it says, I'm looking for things. And I'm like, thanks, little dancing coin. It says, no problem, Greg. It doesn't actually say that. Uh, But then it gives me a code. I use it. And also, Honey uh, accrues these Honey coins that I can then cash in for Amazon gift cards and a bunch of other stuff. Um, All of this is completely and absolutely free. Uh, I am not lying. I am not dying. Uh, This is a a pretty awesome thing. You go in there. you, You apply the coupons. You save money. And that's all you have to do. And then if you're signed in, like I said, it just keeps accruing coins. You get to spend on other stuff. It's great. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Plus, it's now part of the PayPal family. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. Our next sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, why it's Quip. Uh, Let's talk about it, everybody. We all use Quip. That kind of funny. You know this. I was just tweeting and texting to Joey about it today because I was making some jokes about our Quip toothbrush. I was going to steal the brush heads that are at the office. I'm not really going to do whatever would be cool. What Quip is, of course, is an electric toothbrush that is sent to you. You then get uh, a dentist-recommended schedule every three months. New brush heads, a new battery, and if you're signed up for it, floss and toothpaste and all this stuff. But mainly, you get peace of mind and know, number one, you're always going to be reminded to switch out your brush heads, which is very important because a lot of us use bad brush heads, and that's not good for brushing. But number two, the quip itself uh, buzzes there for two minutes. And what it does is you do 30 seconds in each quadrant of your mouth. And guess what? You get an even clean. And also, guess what? Two, uh, two minutes is a lot longer than you think it is. How do I know? Because I wasn't brushing my teeth for two minutes, but I would have told you I was. But then I started using quip and it turns out, no, brother, I was not. Uh, like I said, quip is awesome. And you can join more than three million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip, starting at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash KF right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash KF. That is getquip.com slash KF. Quip, the good habits company. And our final sponsor of the day, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sunsoil. 
These days, it seems like companies are putting CBD in everything. If you don't know where to start, there's a company in Vermont that's down to earth and doing things differently. Sun Soil. Uh, one, Giatap Harris, that's right. Tim's fiance has been using Sun Soil and she digs it because it's easy to use. It's very easy to understand. You just go there and it's simple. Sunsoil makes CBD oil that is USDA certified organic. They grow hemp on their farms in Vermont, and they never use pesticides, herbicides, or GMOs. Sunsoil keeps it simple. In fact, most of their CBD products have just two simple ingredients, coconut oil and hemp. Sunsoil is surprisingly affordable because their farm, I'm sorry, because they farm their own hemp and stick uh, to the simple ingredients, they offer higher quality CBD at half the price of the other brands. Uh, like I said, Gia's using it. Gia's loving it. Why won't you be like Gia? Uh, Sunsoil makes pure and simple CBD products at an unbeatable price. Get 30% off your first order by going to sunsoil.com slash kind of funny. That's S-U-N-S-O-I-L dot com slash kind of funny for 30% off your first order. <sighs> so, yeah, I think, you know, what's an interesting point you brought up, Wes, at the very top of it, right, is that you think it's better than Infamous, right? You liked it more than Infamous. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I, I, agree, I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I'm a huge Infamous fan, obviously. I'm a huge superhero fan, obviously. And I really do feel that, like, as somebody who's never really given samurai stuff a try, like, this felt like that to me, where it felt like a, a hero's origin story. Obviously, it's not super powered, but super powered, you know, video game stuff, slowing down time, shooting bows and arrows. You know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, it resonated so much with me. I think it's what I wanted to see out of infamous second son and didn't where I thought infamous second son obviously looked gorgeous and, you know, looked like a current gen game. It looked like a PlayStation four game, but the way they intermixed, uh, you know, it's similar thing. The sucker punch is making video games. Like come here for photo mode, go here for this thing. Like I thought that broke the world they made there where it didn't, it felt like rather than stepping into the next generation, they were still making a game that was more inclined for a PS3, PS2 era in terms of HUD, in terms of uh, gameplay loop. Whereas this one, I do feel is Sucker Punch really graduating to that. No, we're here and we're making this fucking epic sweeping game that we're, we're committed to on every level, right? We're, Imran talked about cinematography. We've been talking about gameplay. I'm talking about story, voice acting, all the different things they have in their music, the, the layers and layers and layers they add to this game to yeah. truly make it feel unique and something special. Yeah. Like Second Son, I, I really loved Infamous 1 and 2. And Second Son, I, like you said, graphically quite amazing. But lots of that game felt incomplete. And like the, I don't think that main campaign was actually like, I don't think it was the game they wanted to make in their hearts of hearts, mm. but this Ghost Shima does feel like that. It feels like oh. they went they yeah. went to eleven on every one of their talents. And I think yeah. Yeah. it, as different as it is from Sly Cooper and Infamous, like it doesn't have the sticky platforming, still has the same rope climbing or rope uh, walking animation <laughs> as Infamous and Sly <laughs> Cooper, which I think is intentional. But yeah, totally. it is actually it does feel like the full ass game that they wanted to make with this license or not license, but like this world. Sure. Yeah, I I think this might end up as a hot take for me because I don't think most people are going to feel this way. But I actually like this game more than Horizon, even like I I think I think would I I agree. When I had that realization playing, I was like, "Holy fuck, that's saying something." Okay, I love yeah, Horizon. that's actually shocking to me because I because I know how much people love Horizon and people like put it up there as one of the best PlayStation exclusive PS4 exclusives. You know, I I think this game as an open world game, the ways in which it makes navigating the open world easier. Um, I think is, is it should be commended like the fact that you can fast travel to pretty much any of like pretty much anything on the map that you've already discovered like you can, you can also, fast travel to, to any point really it's no really load good. times when you fast load travel like, it's so fast it's fast yes. but, like, yeah. i don't say it's no incredible. but there's like 
compared to Horizon, which could be like 45 seconds plus when you fast travel, this is like not even enough time for me to take over my phone and like look at Twitter because it'll just be like done right there yeah. and like no load times at death, which it, they actually mask in a really clever ways I want to point out is that when you die, enemies kick you around for a bit and then mm. stab you. It's them reloading the area oh, while you, while you're being kicked around. It's like, oh, that's really smart. That's, that's, that's how super smart. Wow, I didn't realize that. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I hate when that I happens. Mean, it always hurts <laughs> my feelings. Totally. Right. <laughs> I think that thing of like for the longest time in the skill tree, I had passed uh, upgrading the thing where if you have two pieces of resolve, you can get yourself back up. Oh. I was like, oh, I didn't even need it. I think I was saying that a lot in Act One, and then when Act Two came around, I was just dying. I was like, motherfucker, why didn't I spend the goddamn points? But the other the other day, I was talking to Blessing, and he was like, oh, um, yeah, it just sucks that when you're in the like the the super hearing mode, oh know, yeah, like, you, you can't you can't see that far. I was like, just upgrade it, and he's like, oh, yeah. I have seven upgrades that I could use, and he upgraded, <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, yeah, you could see like everything in that camp. <laughs> it's legit one of those things where you look at your upgrade tree and you're like certainly i'm not gonna need this thing over here like this sounds like i'm wasting a point so i'm just gonna keep these points and yeah once i upgraded my hearing to be uh to be all the way up that changed the game for me where where one of my big complaints when i was going through settlements was like i cannot find where the other enemies are because like there'll be different camps of enemies within a big settlement because like the settlements are so big and so legit i'd get lost and be looking around for forever and ever and i upgraded the thing and it's like oh i can see them now uh which totally changed how i experienced it those settlements do get a little too big at some point. Like some of those, like last those Act Three camps are just like they're fucking huge, and it takes forever to go like four places. And they're like, yeah, totally f- way far apart from each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when did you guys uh, at like assassination? Was that early for you guys? Add it or level it up? Or no, like turn on or do the mission that unlocked that ability. I feel like it was early. I feel okay. like yeah, I it was, was like that not like I, a main story. I, I, yeah, it was. But I didn't. Parker. I didn't do it until I finished the like all the like oh, basically yeah. cleared <laughs> out the the first map. So like <laughs> yeah. when you were asking earlier, like did you choose to play like a samurai or like the, the ghost? It's like for the first area, I only did samurai stuff yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah and it's just it's funny how many things like that changed the game for me i think you guys probably had a pretty different experience where like i yeah, did I was... zero sneaking around in the beginning um well, one of the things i found interesting about it, it, to your point earlier blessing right of like well surely i'm not i don't need this i'm not going to upgrade that part of the skill tree right i always think to odyssey uh where i'd gone through you know by the end and obviously invested points in everything and had it all unlocked because what else am i going to do with these points but so much of it I never used. Whereas I thought in this game, it seems like there's a lot, and I think there is a fair share of stuff, but you go through, and as you invest in it, I actually started using it all. Where I, I can't think of an item on my repertoire that I didn't use, and maybe part of that's because, you know, later on when you, or not even later on, when you start going into takedown encampments, it will be like optional bonus objective, like use the firecracker and kill somebody while they're looking yeah. at it or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I, maybe I wasn't using firecracker before then, but I started then and I did start using it, using it. I used the, Do you use the, so much. the wind chime. Oh, you did. Yeah. yeah. The wind chime. All the time. I'm chiming it up over here. I need <laughs> to use it more. I use it like maybe once. Well, that was the and thing. I saw like, there's upgrades for it. Once I was all in, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm the assassin. I'm the ghost. Like that was like, all right, cool. Get them all. Yeah. It is weird how much it oscillated for me during the game of like, oh, just being a samurai is faster and it's easier. I'll just do that. To, oh, I just need to just, I'm going to kill a couple people as ghosts. To, I'm just going to take out this entire camp stealthily because yeah. that's faster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I had the same thing. Ah, but I the love going in there as a samurai still. 
You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, let's start a fight. Teach me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything I didn't say? Closing thoughts? What do you guys got for me? This game's amazing. It's yeah. it's so, like, the mechanics on it are so good. I can't stop playing it. I, uh, I, I'm not promising anything, but, like, if I get a first platinum... This this would have to be uh, it. Like it's that. You, good. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Like when you finish the game, if you've had most of the platinum stuff done. Yeah, you'll be so close to it if mm-hmm. the way you're playing. Mm-hmm. Blessing. But, yeah. I mean, I think I I meant to say toward the beginning of this too that I I I forgot. Um, I feel like this game for me has been such a meditative game, where uh, like leading up to this game in in Last's Part Two. Uh, I think I was vocalizing a lot that I wish this game would have came out before Last of Us Part Two because yeah. I need the, I needed this type of game, um, this type of game that is it's it's open. You play you you play your own pace and everything in it is just so chill. I think that's a big thing for me in in, in terms of how much uh, I enjoyed this game. Like it is such a laid back like, hey, just ride your horse and let the wind blow and let the let the soundtrack play and like hang out and like see the beautiful colors of the leaves see all the particles that are flowing by the fireflies the um like all the basically the, the whole game feels like such a meditative let's let's chill and hang out um and i really Fine. really appreciate about that uh about this game it, it's yeah. i think i was gonna say yesterday uh, uh there was a point where i was i had like my i was i was clearing out the second area and i had my ipad out and i was gonna watch some random video on youtube or something and then something happened where there was a cutscene, and I paused it. And then I realized three hours later that I was like, oh, <laughs> I never went back to the video. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Like, in, to the Last of Us 2 thing, I kind of feel like this game is going to be this year's Spider-Man in a way. Like, it's a different thing because obviously Spider-Man was a known IP and sold yeah. a lot better. But, like, in Game of the Year discussions, it was ignored because God of War was the big PS4 game that year. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like don't skip out just because you like Last of Us 2. This is a very good game. I just, like I said, it's a combination of, like, Witcher and Assassin's Creed 2 and Breath of the Wild and Horizon. Well, not Horizon, because the, the larger point is... I don't like this game as much as I like those because I think some of those are some of the best games I've ever played. Mm. But I think this game is still really, really a very good combination of those things. I would I definitely think if you're looking for just a very a triple A podcast game, this is absolutely that. And if you like that aesthetic, it takes up another po- couple of points. Yeah. Uh, I love this game. I think it's something really, really special. Uh, you know, as somebody who's played Sucker Punch and f- covered Sucker Punch for so long, like I think it's really next level for them. Uh, I'm glad they were able to, like we were saying, have a vision for it and execute on every front where I think mm-hmm. this is something special. And I, I do wonder what that is going to shape, shape up like what we're talking about here in terms of, yeah, like Last of Us cast such a shadow in terms of PlayStation 4 and exclusives and all this stuff. But it'll be interesting to see, yeah, where it falls in that Spider-Man God of War argument in terms of, you know, this is a video game in so many ways, and it nails that. It nails what it's trying to achieve. What it sets out to do, it does. And I think it's uh, truly, truly special. I'm excited for everybody to play it. I did talk to someone earlier who doesn't play the games that often, but they yeah. were like, I told them that I was liking Ghost of Tsushima, and they told me, oh, they already announced a sequel to that, right? And I was very confused until I figured out they thought Ghostwire Tokyo was a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima. Sure. So sure, sure, whatever, whatever they go next... They need to really be like, is it still on Tsushima? Is it still about the ghosts? What is the branding of a sequel for this game? That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah part, part of me wishes that to the game of the year discussion thing. Like, I kind of wish this game would have came out last year because I think totally this game would have had a shot last year in terms of the game of the year discussion. Like, I, I, I mean, 
you know, one of my games of the year or one of my top games of the year last year would have been Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I like this game more than Jedi Fallen Order. And so, like, yeah. you know, in terms of where that would have net netted out, I think that I think this game would have had a, had a big shot last year. But this year is like so competitive that I don't. Oh, yeah, guys, so many things I don't, come on, I don't know where it's going to land up. Game has come out so far. That's a fact. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Guys, everyone's silent. I mean, whatever, ladies and gentlemen, game provided by PlayStation. <laughs> FTC, don't come at us. They sent it to us for review, so we did that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this is just the start of your Ghost of Tsushima coverage here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games remember right now you should be writing your spoiler free questions for ghost of tsushima things we didn't cover in this review things you'd like to be uh, more in-depth answers on send them of course over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games to ps i love you xoxo blessing and i are recording that this afternoon that's right tuesday afternoon you don't have a huge window so you get those in we can get uh them answered we can put that up on wednesday youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe and remember a spoiler cast is incoming so get your spoiler questions ready thoughts and opinions i wouldn't be surprised if we do something similar where you put in your questions and spoilery stuff uh, for the devs about making the game and all that jazz. We'll do that as a games cast. And then something like we did with Last of Us where we do uh, your reviews and like that spoiler cast with you kind of conversation on PS. I love you, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll figure it all out as we go. Remember, this is the kind of funny games cast. You can get it early. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can get it ad free. You can get it with the post show we're about to do. Alex wrote in for the post show asking some questions about comparing this to Assassin's Creed. So we're going to tackle that over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, Roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe each and every week for a brand new episode of the kind of funny games cast. For now, I think we all say you should play Ghost of Tsushima, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, good. Until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you.